commercial cash flow show. So, so I'm out of dad jokes uh, for now. So I can only remember two. <laughs> Another question that came up. Change orders. What are the key points in bettering success at getting paid for the additional work? You've got the consummate. You show up on a job site. Got a GC that's hired you. You're a tier tier one sub. You're contracted to do specific wiring for this house. Well, they find that they need to do a little extra wiring for the outside lighting, but because the homeowner changed their minds and they want to go ahead and build out the patio that they were going to leave until later, and they ask you, the, the subcontractor, hey, do this extra work. That in and of itself is the definition of a change order. You're changing the contract in its original form and are expected to perform additional work. Now, the scope of do? work has now changed. Yes. Exactly. So... There's a myriad of ways that this ends up happening. And it happened to me tons of times. And if you are a contractor or a subcontractor, this I can tell you from experience and I, family, friends, no tons of uh, business owners, don't get pigeonholed into, come on, just get it done. We'll send the paperwork three days later, right? I got, I, the office is lagging. We got to get it done in the field. No, do not. It's an emotional thing. It's, you know, the project manager out in the field. Um, we got to keep the project moving. Guess what? It's not my contract. It's your contract. I contracted with you. You have, you're the one that wrote the contract documents and definitely have purchase orders, change orders, time and material and everything written into the contract. Because at the time that that happens, you gotta, you gotta, for lack of a better word, man up and let them know, look, I'm not, I'm doing it your way. I'm submitting, you want to change this? I'm submitting the change order via whatever means that they had asked mm -hmm. and go about it in, in those channels. Don't start the work till the change order is given. Okay. We've, that last statement right there. Don't start the work until the change order is given and signed. And I also want to take you back to something else. You said, Oh, Hey, come on, just do it. We'll, 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 we'll every time, every time. So here, here's what in, 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 the, in the parties that I'm talking to, their fear is that if I, you know, put that kind of, well, in their mind, that kind of pressure on the GC, you know, they, they you know, hold their hands over them like you're lucky you got the job. Because they got the your money, place. yeah. And if you want to get paid, you'll do this. What do you do? And I got another job for you next, yeah. whatever. Whatever the case may be, here's the deal. It's their contract, Right. That's the way a contract works. That's why you're a subcontractor mm -hmm. or a general contractor sometimes to a prime contractor. You're not doing something that you're not pulling. Um, you're not doing something that wasn't already written into the contract. You're asking them just to adhere to their own contractual terms, which they damn sure should. And if they nine times out of 10 will try and hold it over your head, you're slowing my project down. Right. No. You're slowing your project down. You had this written into your contract. You should have already had a system in place with whoever you have in your office or however it needs to go from your end. But I'm subcontracting for you, your change order policy or procedure or whatever the case may be. I'm not asking you to do something that we didn't agree on. I'm asking you to do exactly what we did agree on. And if they issue you a change order, if the contract says it has to be signed by two people, whatever, whatever the case may be, make sure that you know the verbiage if it has to be assigned to change order by the director or whatever 
make sure that that change order when it's sent to you is signed by the director, not an, not a unsigned change order, because that is a tactic I've seen crimes and generals use. As have I. Lots of times. Lots, lots of times. And sometimes even the subs can kind of get lost in the mix when they, they cut these, I look, I call them little one-off deals like, hey, do this extra concrete, do this extra electrical. I got you covered. I'll take care of you. And suddenly the GC or the prime has cut so many side deals, they've forgotten half of them. Unless you're the squeaky wheel sub, you might not ever get your money and saying, hey. Even if you are the squeaky wheel sub. Sometimes that might even pose a challenge mm. if you don't have any sort of proof. Correct. And then it also limits your ability to be able to go after the entity that hired the prime in the first place. Because that's where the flow down contract comes from. Exactly. As a subcontractor, just so that you guys know this, your contract with the GC is actually an extension of the GC or prime's contract with the owner. That's why it's considered a subcontract. It is an amendment or addendum. It's an attachment where the contracts are flowing down. So there is one general contract but each subcontractor's separate um scope of work uh, you know different little idiosyncrasies sometimes they'll allow disclusion or inclusion right. of other clauses but um that is the way that it works but all general contracts mo- well, i can't i guess i can't say all because i would have to know all things most general contracts will have a change order uh, policy. Most of them do. And the general portion, sometimes the subcontract, if they don't have a change order policy um, and that change order policy, sometimes depending on if you're a labor and materials mm-hmm. provider, will have the time of materials adder so that your, your margins built in, but it doesn't get out of hand too crazy. So that kind of leads into some of the things to pay attention to, like what you're talking about. Lumber. Um, That's a big deal right now. Well, lumber or any material, well, that's more the value of lumber right now. Well, if that, that, if that time of material was built into the scope of work, getting off subject, but this is, this is in the same uh, right. manner, people that. How would that be handled? If, if you do a, a time of materials or maybe you do a bid or an estimate for a certain amount and then you know, the world goes topsy turvy and suddenly lumber's like five times what it used to cost. A la right now. Right. And we uh, have a client that's a seven figure contract doubled and it's valid because of the cost of lumber lumber. It was contracted in 2019. It was starting at late 2020. Uh, So it's a real weird scenario. Whenever a stick of lumber was one, that's a whole whole and now it's $8 as far as doing this, you know, getting your commercial cash flow going, you know, post COVID. (laughs) It's that's a weird one. The lumber industry right now is very, very. They're also talking about gas getting a little squirrely too. So that's probably going to tie into it. What does Vinny think about that? Vinny, uh, you know, uh, he's got a cousin who uh, drives tanker trucks. And um, he says, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really trust what Vinny says these days, especially when he's you know, living in the spaghetto. That's crazy. So things to look for in a change order, change orders, the whole policy, the whole con- conceptual act of it happening. Um, be clear on the change order policy in the contract. If it's their contract, make sure it's clear you understand it. If it's your contract, make sure it's clear they understand it. The absence of any whatsoever is pretty much going to put your fate in the hands of who knows a big fat question mark. 
Uh, make sure they're in writing, any change orders. Um, what Brandon was referring to, hey, you know, do this for me. I got you. I'll take care of it. And just, you know, on, on the sly. It, it's going to feel, and if, if, if you're newer. Oh, especially uh, it, if you're new and you've it, if you haven't one big dealt job. through this, uh, dealt with this before, it's, it's going to be an emotional push from their part because they tend to be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. Your point is you're not, you're not pulling anything tricky. You're trying to adhere to the purchase order uh, process. Right. And I've seen it. It's got to be thousands of times. And it's the same song and dance each time. Do this. Look, I got an extra budget built into this, but whatever the case may be, we got another job. It's only a $20,000 job. We'll give you $50,000, whatever, whatever. doesn't matter. No, I just want to be paid what we contracted for. So kids learn from Brandon, Mr. Buteau, and make sure that your change orders are signed, acknowledged. It's easier to learn from my mistakes. By the contract, <laughs> sign or authorized party, make sure there's detail, dates, times, if it's material, how much was it, where was it delivered, who signed off on for it, memorialize everything. Do, do. here, and, and that's Even the other thing. I don't want to say do this. But as far as all of these, all, all of these are memorialization mm-hmm. aspects of of doing work and how whenever you're in the middle of doing a project, uh, you know, 15 minutes here to fill, whatever, if you don't have that process in place, get it in place because the year or two later, or when something does go wrong, it's easy when everything's fine, but when something goes wrong and it will, if you do enough work, you are going to be, up the creek without a paddle because it, especially if you got to go to court, if you got to go to court, documentation is everything. Absolutely. And this is memorialization, and, but and to make the memorialization pretty much um, almost a, a, an autopilot act is what you were talking about. Have a systemic procedure in place yeah. when A happens. B and, and it can be a simple, it can, it can be a simple process, an internal process. It right. can, a one per, a one man band can do it, but you gotta, you gotta adhere to your own process. So uh, another thing is I said, if it goes to litigation, documentation is key. Another key is if you have proper documentation, sometimes you can avert litigation because even oftentimes when you go to whomever is and, you, and, and you're, you're working and you it out, give them that information. Suddenly that, they're doing my change. Exactly. So well, I didn't documentation that. may avert litigation, which is, all, in, in my opinion, is a good thing. Absolutely. Uh, coming to terms professionally and getting something handled is way better than litigation because I know going to litigation, there are a couple of people that always win, and that's the attorneys. They make good money. <laughs> and my wife. <laughs> that's another episode of Commercial Cash Flow Show <laughs> with Martin Gore and Brandon Buteau and guest guest uh, guest speaker uh, cousin Vinny, Transylvanian from the Bronx. Transylvanian from the Bronx. Hey yo, if you have any questions, questions at commercialcashflowshow.com. And look forward to talking about the business funding next week. Should be an extended episode. Ooh, more dad jokes. There we go. Transylvanian. Colin Vinny. Commercial Cash Flow Show.